Hey, this is Shez Kane, and you're listening to The Hook Rocks with Jay Scott. Welcome back. It is Jay Scott. It is The Hook Rocks. It's another great episode. We've got our quarterly album review for you to check out and listen to. As always, I've been getting a lot of emails and direct messages asking about when this episode is going to drop, and here it is. It is outside of our new music spotlights, pretty much our flagship episode that we do once a quarter and then end the year with a celebration of music for that year in our yearly rankings as well so we're going to get into it once again we are part of the pantheon podcast network a great network of music related podcasts check out all my friends as i always talk about at the beginning of every episode tom and zeus on the number one rated kiss podcast shout out loudcast they've got some great shows recently matt from the ugly american werewolf in london podcast the uh transient american that's living in london who moved from florida We've got Mistress Carrie, the legendary DJ out in Boston, Martin Popoff, the rock historian, Carmen Apice and Vinny Apice on Hanging and Banging with Ron and Esty, and Aaron and Chris on Decibel Geek, who are putting together the Rockin' Pod in Nashville in March. Hope to have them on very soon as well. You can follow Pantheon Podcast on PantheonPodcast.com, as well as social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Pantheon Pods, as well as The Hook Rocks on all three of those platforms. Just search up The Hook Rocks. And don't forget to set your app to automatic download so you get the new episode right to your phone and you get to enjoy all the previous 400 plus episodes we've done over the past three years. We've had some great episodes recently. We just had Mikey from Desert of Talking Shadows on the New Music Spotlight. We did our memorial dedication episode to Eddie Van Halen with rock journalist Matt Wake. Did my concert review for the third quarter. So I talk about some of the Bands I saw like Thunder Mother, Classes Act, Scorpions, Blacktop Mojo, The Black Moods, and everyone else that uh, was able to check out in July, August, and September. Another great new music spotlight with Matt Gabs from Ravagers. We welcome Sam Bam Colton, the guitar player for Dorothy and Faster Pussycat and Butterside on the show. That's a great interview. Check that out. We had our resident audio expert building 
a home recording studio in 2022 with Skylab. Rob at Skylab Tapes on Twitter. Another great new music spotlight with Bourbon House and producer Paul Moak on our quarterly series, The Producers. That was our inaugural episode, so check that conversation. And Tyler Bryant, Ignescent from Chicago. Andy Wood, great guitar player out in Nashville. And Tuck Smith, who's got a new album coming out in November. So check all those episodes out and more. Don't forget to write us a review. Tell us what you think. Send us a kind word. And we've got, like I said in the beginning, our quarterly album ranking episode with Chris Corradetti. And you can find him at, at Twitter at CO Mountaineer. What's going on, man? Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back to you. Or I guess not welcome back, but it's good to see your scruffy bearded face. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I grew this for you, man. It's, um, <laughs> it is uh, well, I mean, this is pretty much like a February, a January, February beard. And this is October. And uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I think I'm going to be getting rid of it because it's way, I'm going to live, leave like the, the tight trim that I usually do, but get rid of all the other crap that's going on with, with this beard. So <laughs> it's like, as you get older, I don't know if you can appreciate this. I think you can. I get really lazy when it comes to shaving. Like, I think it's the most annoying thing ever. And I don't shave and I don't shave. And then all of a sudden I'm like, man, I look like fucking Grizzly Adams. I got to get rid of this. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at right now. But anyway, we've got our great quarterly episode, our album rankings that I'm really excited about. Talk with we, uh, about your rankings, talk with about the Groove Council rankings, which yeah. got a couple of new members. One new member participated, one new member didn't, and then one current member didn't get their list in. So. <laughs> I, I'm curious, you and I, um, over the course of a quarter and over the course of the year and, and for the years that we've been doing this, we, we always seem to have like one or two in common. Mm-hmm. And we... I think we've said this before, but you and I talk a lot. We talk a lot about music a lot and we'll do some college football, but you know, we, we talk a lot of music, but we don't ever talk about what our picks are going to be. But I have a feeling we're going to have a, like four or five similar. We, we, we may not, but I have a feeling this might be a quarter where we kind of, well, I'm looking at my list. All right. Maybe three or four. <laughs> I, well, the first quarter we, we had a lot in common because there really wasn't a lot of new music released in the first quarter. I should also state too, that there's been a lot of albums that I've discovered that were released in the first quarter that may have made my list. Had we, had we, if, if we ever redid the first quarter rankings, because as I'm right. going through stuff, I'm like, Oh, that's a really good album. When did this come out? Oh, yeah. so there's a lot of that. Last year, we really didn't have a lot of common picks. We did like, you know, a couple here and there, but we were. Yeah, at the end of the year, we had some, but yeah, not quarterly, maybe one a list. I'm going to set the number at three that we're going to have in common. Whether we go over or under is yet to be determined. But you're right. We never talk about the album's that we're ranking that we like. We never discuss that with each other. Right. And that may add to the, how mad I get with you on some of your picks. Cause 
had I known <laughs> a couple of things that you've done, I may have replaced you on the show. <laughs> Hey, if I'm still here after leaving off the pretty reckless off of my 30 picks from last year, just not deciding to leave them off, but just blatantly forgetting to put the pretty reckless on my year end list. That's a fireable offense. So I'm still here. So fuck it. I'm feeling confident. (laughs) There's a lot of paperwork with management and um, I've dealt enough with HR this week. So yeah, let's. Yeah. I got to talk to you about that. I want to know how that went. (laughs) but no it's all good it's all a lot of fun we uh, of course have our group council members with um with their picks too as well so can't wait to get into that um it's a lot of fun to do these again the focus is always or primarily i should say on new bands and new music we do sprinkle in a few legacy acts or acts that have been around a while but because Chris and I are very focused on new emerging rock and the groove council for the most part is too, as well. You do see a lot of new music, new bands, new artists. So keep that in mind as we're going through this list, you're going to see a lot of lists at the end of the year from a lot of publications that come out that make you grind your teeth. Well, they make me grind my teeth make me put my fists in the air because they completely forget or they don't forget. They completely ignore Right. All the new bands, all the new artists that are out there creating new great rock music. Not music that they're defining as rock, trying to redefine rock, but real rock music that's out there. They're constantly ignoring the great new bands that we've seen concerts, we buy their albums, we, we, we've had them on the show. So keep in mind that that's what our focus is. So if you're listening to this and you're one of those people like, I don't know where to find new music. This is the podcast because we do about four new music spotlights a month. My Twitter page and my Facebook page and Instagram are filled with new bands, links to the interviews with the new bands. So don't, there's no excuse for not being able to find new music. There's a whole bunch of it out there. There's a lot of people like myself promoting it, but you got to listen. You got to be willing to take the time and listen and that's what's great about the Groove Council. That's what's great about my co-host, Chris. And that's what's great about this show is we love focusing on that. So we're going to get into it. And I think you went first last time. So I'm going to go first this time. And my number 10 pick is a late addition. One of our members put it on their list. And I'm like, I'm not familiar with this band. Like, who is this? Like, I'm I'm totally never heard of them. And I checked it out and it was really right up my alley because it's kind of got a very fifties, early sixties vibe with some great blues influence, some great blues tones. Think of like Fats Domino and like Chubby Checker, stuff like that with mixed in with some really cool stuff, some soul as well and that is the album crackdown and the band is ga20 yeah great album fantastic vibe throughout this album and it is a throwback record i mean it it is the the essence of what made that period of music great it's got some swing to it it's definitely a blues bass but it's uh it's got that old black and white 50s vibe to it 
like I said, Bats Domino, Chubby Checker, the greats from that era. And it's modernized. It does sound it does sound modern. It's not dated, but just a fantastic album. Uh it starts off with Fairweather Friend, really sets the tone for the record, but some other great stuff too. By My Lonesome, Easy on the Eyes, Dry Run's a great tune. This album came out in early September. I just started listening to it about a week ago and fell in love with it. So the band is GA20 and the album is Crackdown. Go check it out. That's a good pick. I just, I think we both noticed it at the same time when uh, Jason and Mike were talking about it. I was like, yeah. oh, what is, what is this? And you go listen to it and go, oh, yeah, that's, that, that's a good pick. Oh, good stuff. Um, so my number 10. I'm going to be really honest with you. It was a hard 10 is always hard when we do these lists, but this 10 was hard because I got in my head a little, uh, it's a great album, but I kind of wanted to kick it off for a, a certain reason. But my number 10 is, um, the revival black album under the light. It is, I mean, modern hard rock, right? Modern hard rock with great vocals, great guitar. Um, and it was stunning, like like top to bottom. Stunning. Um, and then they separate from their lead singer. And it like it, it's like pulling the plug in the bathtub, you know? It like all my enthusiasm for the album for some reason came out. Like it came and and as I was making my list, I was like, well. That's such a great album, but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to sound like going forward. Maybe I should take them off. Maybe, And I was like, no, the hell with it. it, it the whole point of this is albums that we really like, albums that we listen to a lot. And this is one of them. So I kind of kept the the outside stuff out of it. But honestly, the, uh, I, I have the vinyl of it and, and the A-side, Believe, Take You Out, See You Again, Broken Home, and the awesome track of Hemispheres. It's a great album. It's a great, great album from a great band, but I don't know what's going to happen with them now. <laughs> you know, is Dan Byrne going to go do his own thing and they're going to get a new singer? Um, it, 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 Kim, whatever her, I can't think of her last name. Um, I know she's filling in for them now, but um, so there, my number 10 is, is, is a great album, but it has like a bummer attached to it, you know, a little asterisk, like, uh-oh. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely worth people out there listening to if they haven't. So Revival Black, Under the Light, just really good modern hard rock. And now I'm super psyched that I actually got the autographed version. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Great pick. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel the same way with what happened because they released this incredible record that was delayed twice i believe because vinyl issues that a lot of people are having uh but it was delayed it was supposed to come out i think april earlier this year then it was yeah like april or may yeah right like that. then it was back like i think it was june or, or july or august or something like that and then it finally came out in september or end of august um yeah really disappointing to kind of prepare yourself for this album, be excited about this album and get the album, be stoked about it and love yeah. it. And then, like you said, the lead singer leaves. Now, you know, they could rebound well with a 
you know, with a great singer and a great fit for the band that um, will, will push the band forward and keep pushing the band forward. But, you know, we're still waiting for a new singer from the band or for the band Temperance Movement. And that hasn't happened. I haven't had any updates on that. And that's God, I forgot about that. Yeah. A fantastic yeah. kick-ass band, too, as well. And they haven't done anything since their last album. So is Revival Black going to be in the same position or are they going to find someone that, you know, can help them move forward? I mean, there are bands that do change singers and continue on and be successful, but that's yet to be seen. So fingers crossed for the band. Yeah. And hopefully they're able to, to, to rebound nicely and, and come out with something, but Yeah. To get to the finish line, have an album come out, and then you've got to, you know. I know oh, by the way, folks, we're, we're we're swapping out lead singer is at yeah. a point to be determined yeah. after we just hit number one on the UK charts. Right. right. Oh, oh, <laughs> incredible, man! So I'm not making fun of them. I'm I, I'm I'm in a stunned state. Maybe not as much as some of our friends, yes. but I am in a stunned state. Yes. Speaking of those friends. Let's get into the Groove Council quarterly list with Terry. Terry, again, is a wonderful follow. Uh, you see me re or retweet her playlist throughout the year. She does one or two a month, and you can follow her at TAT2630 on Twitter. She puts together these epic playlists that are just absolutely incredible, days-long playlist <laughs> great for road trips but if you want to hear new rock and roll i talk a lot with the bands and i do post some stuff on twitter but i will direct you to her because she is posting the playlist that if you're looking for new rock and you want to listen to it right yep. then and there give her a follow click on those playlists and enjoy yourself it's the only reason why i haven't killed my free spotify account yet I yeah, right? shit you not. That's the only reason why <laughs> she is. Um, she is great. So, yeah. So let's get into her list at number 10, Tornillo by Whiskey Myers. Number nine, Radiance by the Dead Daisies. Number eight, Youngblood by Marcus King. Number seven, Neon Fields, the self-titled album. Number six, Guardians of Tradition by Super Vintage. Number five, Who's Gonna Love You by Dirty Sheets. Number four, Free Living by The Flamingos Pink. Number three, Back Again EP by Thieves of Liberty. Number two, Shockwave by Dead City Ruins. And number one, Under the Light by Revival Black. And she puts a comment here at the bottom. I'm still reeling from Dan Burns' sudden departure from the band only days after the album was released. She's referring to Revival Black. He's an amazing singer with a huge vocal range, and I confirm that his live performances are absolutely stunning. Honestly, he's going to be incredibly difficult to replace. All very sad. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the consensus. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Her honorable mentions are Amongst Liars, the self-titled album, Eraser by Long Distance Calling. It's an instrumental album. And her last honorable mention, In Blood and Bones, the EP by Kikamora. So that's a great list for Terry. Again, check her out at TAT2630. Great playlist from Spotify. And great list as always from Terry. Thank you. What do you got for number nine? Number nine. Well, it's an album that 
came out last week. And because of your delay, because you were sick, I want to, I want to, my freaky voice, I want to honor your sinus infection and thank your sinus infection for giving me more time to, to kind of absorb this album. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all bad. I appreciate the sinus infection. So uh, the, the band has been around for a while and they are considered a collective. And what that means basically is they're inter- This is why you didn't engage me today on the phone, you yeah. fucker. <laughs> About it. But the band is a collective. I had Dean Castronova on and I had John Karabi on and Doug Aldrich on, Glenn Hughes. It's a collective. So there's a lot of interchangeable parts. And pretty much from every album, there is a new member or a member coming back. And on this album, it has Brian Tishy back in the band who was on a couple albums ago. So he's back. Glenn Hughes, of course, is singing. Um, David Lowry is the rhythm guitar player. And Doug Aldrich is the lead guitar guitarist. And the album is Radiance. It's a fantastic album. Glenn Hughes, of course, big fan. Great voice. I mean, the guy is over 70 years old. It is absolutely fantastic that he can still hit those notes. Brian Tishy, monster drummer. But I'm going to go... Uh, with an opinion of my own here. And I'm going to say this has really become Doug Aldrich's band. This, I believe, now is his fourth album that he's been on playing lead guitar. I think this is the most, I could be wrong, outside of David, the rhythm guitar player, this is the most albums done by an, another member outside of David. Uh, his guitar tone is fantastic. His guitar tone has always been awesome ever since the days of lion in the mid 80s and for those of you who don't know who lion is look up dangerous attraction uh an album by i think i forget the it was on a soundtrack a lot of the songs were on the soundtrack of a movie called the wraith with oh Joe yeah Keen. if you remember that movie it was really it was a pg-13 movie it was about a car that would kill people kind of an 80s plot but Lion had a lot of songs in that, on that soundtrack. I think it was a Scotty Brothers uh, production. But nevertheless, he's a fantastic guitar player. Very still under the radar. Not underrated by people who love guitar. But the casual music fan really doesn't know who Doug Aldrich is, and they should. But if you're listening to Dead Daisies, that is him all over it. Fantastic performance. Love the album. Love the songs. Go check it out. Just came out on September 30th on this past Friday. Great album. That's a great pick. That's a great album. And I wanted to talk to you about it today and you would not engage me. So that's that, that is an album that was in consideration. If I did not put revival black in that 10, which is what I was trying to talk to you about, but you didn't want I any did part of that. I did tell you, though, that you <laughs> should put it on there. You've had enough time to absorb it. Yeah. Well, you now, now you know. Now you know. Yeah. Now you know what I was kind of saying. Like, I, I, I might drop one, but uh, yeah. So, no, that's a great pick. And honestly, that's one of those albums where um, you, you put it on. And I think you're, you're the, my first listen all the way through. You, I sat there the entire time and just went, holy crap. Glenn Hughes, <laughs> yeah, Glenn you know, Hughes, and the whole band. I mean, yeah. fantastic. I, I will say that it is difficult to 
be emotionally connected with this band outside of the music. The music is fantastic because you don't know if the same lineup or the same members are going to be on the next album. So, you know, you kind of... Or tour, for that matter. Yeah, and tour. So it's kind of like... It's it's very hard to stay emotionally connected. I was really into when they had Karabi. I mm-hmm. love the version with Karabi. And of course, I love Glenn Hughes, and I love the version with Glenn, Glenn Hughes. But knowing what the band is about, I kind of just wait for the album to use on it and just absorb it that way. And that's really the only way you can do it. So before we move on, let me ask you this. Um, and I'm just hitting you with it on the spot, but... Do you like this one better? I mean, it's only been out a week. Or do you like um, last year's uh, 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 Higher Ground? Was it Higher Ground? Because that was a phenomenal album. That's hard to say. Is it a little I, early? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to make okay. that comparison yet because the album is only a week old. And, of course, I've been able to sit with Higher Ground so much longer. Plus, I saw that right. tour, too, as well. So oh, that That's always – that's that. extra so, points right there. Yeah. Yeah. So – um, ask me in about a month or, you know what, we'll revisit this on the fourth quarter. Cool. All right. What do you got? So my number nine, I believe I should know this. I should know this. I think this is a debut album. Uh, it's from a band from North Carolina. It's a three piece. They're called void ward, uh, rich fuzz. What the, what is rich, richest thing? Fuzz doom rip. Yeah. Uh, turned me on to them. They've got kind of like a big monster truck fan. <laughs> big monster truck fan and rich. Big yeah. Monster truck. Big. Big. Um, they've got kind of a, a hard rock, classic rock with a little, I don't know, psych rock to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, 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 it's for, for three guys. They have a big sound. Um, I really like it. The the last three, I think this is one of those albums that I always seem to find, or at least I feel this way about a lot of albums where the back half of the album is, is my favorite part. So uh, the last song cobalt is it's completely awesome. Uh, but I love the second song in is horses and it has this just really heavy beginning um, that it's got a really heavy groove and, and, and I can, I, I dig on that, but um, uh, I don't really know that, how to describe them. They're, I don't think they're classic rock, and I don't think they're hard rock, and I don't think they're psych, but they've got a little element of each, and it all just comes out and works. So um, thanks to Rich for turning me on to Void Ward out of uh, Durham, North Carolina. So Devil DJ, back in your neighborhood, buddy. Um so if you're looking for something along these lines, check out Void Ward on Bandcamp. Interesting pick. I got to check them out. I'm not really familiar with the album, but hey, it makes your top 10. Hey, Bandcamp. if you're into hot pink CDs, buddy, I got one right here for you. Hot pink. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So let's go to the next member of the Groove Council. And that is the Recividus, who does our live album reviews once every quarter. Uh, love the guy. He's a great contributor to the podcast. Uh, we do kind of give each other the business on DMs, which is great. And uh, he's always a, a pleasure to have on. 
He's really insightful about the live album reviews. We just did one on UFO Strangers in the Night. You can catch out previous ones. We did Rockin' the Fillmore with Humble Pie, Kiss Alive, Thin Lizzy, Armed and Dangerous, and Iron Maiden, Live After Death. We've got one coming up here in November. So Ooh. be on the lookout for that one. We get it, we're going to do a poll of which one that we should do. I think we're going to have Motorhead, No Sleep to Hammersmith, Judas Priest, Unleashed in the East, Queen, Live Killers, and we haven't figured out the fourth one. So we'll figure that one out. Oh, the fourth one is Van Halen, Live Without a Net. Is that what it is? <laughs> Are you making that? It's got to be an album, dude. That's a video. That's a video. It's, it's, all, it's all the same. <laughs> I wish they would release that as a CD, to be honest. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. fantastic. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Number 10 for the Recividus, Volume 1 by Sons of Ericus from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Number 9, Skin and Sorrow by Frail, Cleveland, Ohio. Path of a, of a Thousand Sons by Umbilicus, Tampa Bay, Florida. Throbbing Rhythm of the Doldrums by Stoned Void. Number 6, I'm going to refrain from commenting on that. <laughs> Let's just move on. Uh, number six, Worlds Collide by Robot God. Mm. Australia. That's a good one. Atma by My Sleeping Karma. Another good one. Number four, Take All You Can by Freedom Hawk, which is a pretty popular album this quarter, as you will see. Turn to Stone, Chapter 5 by Dune Eater. And number two, Dark Matter by Sisteria, Norman, Oklahoma. He did uh, do a little commentary here. Split with Planet of the Apes, but there are all five new Dune Eater songs, which equates an EP and falls under last quarter's definition. <laughs> He's right. He's right. It's, it is. I mean, I ranked the warning in the last quarter, and a lot of that album was from their previous EP, but they had five songs that were brand new. So kind of wrapped it up in one album. We can also wrap it up in an EP, but hey, that, that's, that is acceptable, Rob. <laughs> What's not acceptable is when we go on for hours on end through DM about a compilation album or an album that has material that was recorded in like 1986. That's not new material. That's not a new album. This is totally acceptable. So give yourself a pat on the back. And uh, much appreciated. <laughs> Back to number two, Dark Matter by Sisteria, Norman, Oklahoma. And number one, Palo Verde by Cyclona from Bradford, England in the United Kingdom. So good list from Rob. Always a good list from him. Now, my number eight is an album that was mentioned here a little bit ago from Terry's list. Uh, kind of went into listening to this without any expectation, but... I had a lot of free time over the past month, had a health issue and was checking this album out while I was recuperating released in the middle of September. The band is dead city ruins and the album is shockwave. Just love just the nastiness on this album. The, the, the dirt down dirty rock and roll uh, good stuff from this band. It's been around here for since 2018. They, this is their follow-up to that album, Never Say Die. 
So glad to see they're back on board making new music. And I just absolutely found the album to be fantastic. Love Preacher. Love the song Vision, Speed Machine, Rain, Dog on a Leash. End of the line are some of the highlights for me. But uh, fantastic album from Dead City Ruins. And it's Shockwave. I like that album. So it's got a nice edge to it. Yeah. And pretty popular. I mean, I know it, it might make some lists within our group, but I, I think everyone was pretty popular, uh, pretty positive on the album. Um, so good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Awesome. My, um, my number eight is, is one of the albums that I actually don't own yet. <laughs> When we do these, I usually take all of the stuff, either the CD or the vinyl, and I have it here, and I can look at it and read it and talk about it, and uh, I I don't have this one yet. It somehow escaped me. Um, It will be remedied soon. Um, Excuse me. It's the awesome, awesome album from Tyler Bryant, The Shakedown, Shake the Roots. I have all of his – I have all of his stuff. And this is by far and away the best album of his. And you are staring at me like death rays because I clearly have this way too low, right? <laughs> this There's is awesome. Always one. There's always one every quarter that just makes me flip my shit. And this is the one. Eight? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but am I... Am, Clearly, it, it will come up again, so I don't want to ask you too much. I, I'll be short on it, so and, and I'll jump in later should it come up. But honestly, I remember when they when they released the single Ghost Rider, I was just like, "This this is what I want from this band." I don't know if they'll continue to 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 stay with that little kind of edgy sound. There's a little fuzz in that. I love that song, uh, "Roots Off the Rails." Sell yourself, and then I love the. I love Tennessee. Tennessee, oh, you know. Tune. Yes, absolutely. Fucking tune. And and I I hesitate to say this because I, I I don't know that you and I have ever actually talked about this, but I think we're both pretty conscious about we don't really go all that negative or say stuff that we like or don't like. The 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 EP that he put out last like October September of last year. Well, uh, yeah, it was like four or five. Rock and roll, five, rust yeah. and roll. Yeah. Roll and Russ. What didn't do much for me for whatever reason. And so I was, I was a little apprehensive knowing that this was coming up. And then as soon as I heard ghost rider and then got it, and it man, I, I, I absolutely love this. If you're listening, follow this path for me. I love this. I, I love the edginess of this. And then again, I, I like the kind of the, the breakdown of Tennessee, but his songwriting just gets better and better and better and i can't believe it's at eight but you know it's on the list it'll it'll probably show up again you know maybe at the end of the year because the more i listen to this the more i love it i mean honestly um i think that shows the fact that this is at eight just means i have that good of a list but yeah so tyler bryant the shakedown um shake the roots fantastic album so so let me ask you this your sinus infection did it plug up your ears um, 
Actually, it did, sir. <laughs> Let me explain the low ranking for this album. The only thing I can think of. I was, we will talk about this again. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, funny you say that. I was driving to physical therapy yesterday, and literally as I'm driving, like both of my ears just unpo- unclogged, and I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I, know, I know that feeling, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being sick sucks and having a head cold is like the worst because it just takes forever to get rid of it. So which groovy is next? We're going to go with Turbo. The stoner rock extraordinaire. The expert. Well, we have a couple experts. I shouldn't just say he is, but he's the, he's the senior. He has the seniority of the stoner rock. Yeah. The- so let's get into his list here. Number 10, Mexicoma. The album is Awesome. Awesome album. Calpa. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Supersonic Buzz. Cobra Cadabra. Great title for an album. Number eight, The Ball Slant. Blisters. Hmm, that's an interesting combo. <laughs> the Ball Slant. Blisters. It's another popular album with our group. Yeah. Number seven, Mutatu. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's one of the things, too. Recividus wasn't too bad this quarter, but with between the Recividus, Skylab, and Turbo. <laughs> like, it is like linguistics in terms of just, like, how to pronounce certain stuff. Like, it, why does stoner rock groups or prog metal groups have the most difficult names to produce or, or to pronounce? It's ridiculous. One of my favorite things of doing these episodes now that we're, we're, we're doing them on videos, watching the wrinkles on your face as you read the one that's coming up and you're like, how the fuck do I pronounce this? <laughs> yeah. So thanks guys. Uh, number six, umbilicus or umbic umbilicus umbilicus, right? Like right there. That was hilarious. <laughs> and, and this is the second time I've gone through it. So it's umbilicus, right? I believe so. I believe so. But I, I may be wrong. Path of a Thousand Suns. Number five, Fire Horse, Out of the Ashes. Number four, Surf Squatch, Planet Neptune. Number three, Freedom Hawk, Take All You Can. Number two, Abrams, In the Dark. And number one, Cyclona, Palo Verde. Got a couple of EPs that he wanted to mention too. Cobra Whip, Cobra Whip Must Die, Desert of Talking Shadows, Masato. And HOG, or is it Hog? Hog, or is it Hog? Yeah, Hog. All right. Hog, self titled album, a self titled EP. So that's Turbo's list. Check him out at uh, TurboCYA on uh, Twitter and check out the albums he just mentioned. I have a feeling some of these albums are going to be repeated once again, too, as well as we go down the list. On to my number seven. And it's an album that was just mentioned. It's been mentioned a couple times. I love this album. It took me a bit to kind of get into it because I kind of had to get past the similar sounds of. (gasps) It's only at seven. Bastard. (laughs) Similar sounds of one of the greatest 
heavy metal bands of all time, pretty much the grand, the godfather of heavy metal, Black Sabbath. So it took me a bit to kind of overcome that. But once I did, and I really started to listen to it, phenomenal record by this band called Freedom Hawk. And as Turbo has mentioned, and I also believe it's on the Recividus list, uh, the album is called Take All You Can, Follow the Band of Freedom Hawk Band. But it really is a stoner album, a stoner rock album. What I want to say, though, when I had this conversation with you, is the songs are not as long as some of these stoner rock albums. And I, and, and, and no, and bless them for that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I love 1000 Mots and I love Lachinga. And there's a couple other stoner rock bands that I like too, as well. And I, and I sometimes have difficulty with the bands when they have like these eight to 12 minute songs and it's like, I feel like I'm tripping out. And maybe that's the intention of what they're trying to do. But I like this album because it's pretty concise. And it's it just it's pretty much straight ahead rock and roll. It pretty much is very heavily influenced by Deep Purple and Black Sabbath. Check it out. Freedom Hawk is the name of the band. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about it again. And the album is called Take All You Can. That is a very good pick. Very good pick. So my number seven is pretty interchangeable with number eight, and and they kind of go hand in hand. Um, But it's the just really enjoyable album from Marcus King, Youngblood. Um, Much like I said with uh, the the Tyler Bryant album, I wasn't El Dorado. His last album that didn't really do much for me, and so much like with the Tyler Bryant album, I was I approached this a little passively at first. But man, right off the bat, this 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 works for me. It, it gets me. Um, it's too late. Uh, rescue me. Uh, rescue me in pain. Back to back just the two best songs for me on the album, but um, I love the CCR vibe of blood on the tracks, dark cloud, hardworking man. There's a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know, a little bit of an edge to this album, significantly more so than El Dorado, but there's a little bit of an edge in his sound um, that, that really worked for me. This is a much, uh, rockier album than like the AM gold feel that I got off El Dorado. Um, I play this album a lot, a lot. It's certainly not a gym album for me. Um, but it's a, it's a weekend album. It's an evening while making dinner album. Um, you know, list something to listen to while you're having a drink or before going to a show or something. Uh, I, I like much like with the Tyler Bryan album. This is my favorite album that, that he's put out or piece of music that he's put out. Love the direction if he keeps going this way, but um, yeah, young blood from, from Marcus King. I hope, I hope that this is on your list. I don't know if it will be, but I, I will say that I heard this two or three times and I remember calling you and just saying, have you heard this yet? And you said, no, 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 I'm going to listen to it. And I just remember thinking that you'll freaking love this. So I hope it's on your list. I, I, I hope you 
listened to it and enjoyed it. But if, if you didn't, then cool. But I just, just had a vibe that I felt you would really enjoy. I think that's a fantastic pick. And, um, we'll see, we'll see if we discuss it again, <laughs> um, you know, throughout, uh, throughout this list. So, um, I do. Want to if, say, if not, there's something I can shame you for. I always give you stuff to shame me on. At least I can shame you if you don't have it on there. What's really interesting about this album is the band's got a new guitar player playing along Marcus King too, as well. And it's one of my favorite guitar players and he's got an amazing tone. Uh, he's very talented. Those that really know my musical taste are going to know who I'm talking about. And that is Drew Smithers, who was the guitar player for Bishop Gunn. He's, no uh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's an awesome addition for Marcus King uh, to have him in the band because he is an excellent guitar player. And if you really want to hear like the beginnings of his career, listen to the two Bishop Gun albums, Natchez and the latest or the last one they released, Gypsy Cadillac. And you will hear tone that will just stop you in your tracks. Fantastic guitar player. So happy to see him in the band. So well, that, we know that's coming up on a list. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So yeah, great pick, man. Awesome pick. Let's go into the next, uh, the next Groovy. pick of the Groove Council. We've had Turbo, we've had the Recividus, and we've had Terry. Terry, and uh, Terry, we're going to get into now. What are we at here? We're going to get into Rob at Skylab Tapes again. Deep breath. Deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> Hopefully I pronounce all this stuff right, because there's one I'm looking at where I'm like, I'm going to give it a good shot. But let's start out with number 10, and that is Abrams in the Dark. That was our previously mentioned. Freedom Hawk, Take All You Can, Cyclona, Pale Verde, King Buffalo, Regenerator. I know that's a popular band within the group number six moth space force number yep. five splintered throne the greater good of man number four birth albums born kind of a running theme there <laughs> number three derek sherinian vortex number two this is the one that i'm gonna keep my fingers crossed ryo okamoto <laughs> got it the myth of the mastrophus damn you guys i swear <laughs> Uh, and number one, Lonely Robot, A Model Life, band from UK. So good list from Rob at Skylab Tapes. Let's go over his honorable mentions. CB3, Exploration. Gone Cosmic, Send for a Warning, The Future's Calling. Interesting name for an album. Number three, Six by Six, self-titled band or self-titled album. And that is the list for Rob at Skylab Tape. So good list from him. As always, I'll enjoy listening to his stuff. He's always got some intriguing music. One of the things that's great about Rob is he's he's all over the place in terms of his taste. He's definitely a prog guy, and that's pretty much his sweet spot. But he really uh, absorbs and enjoys all different types of genres, all different types of rock music. So give him yep. a call at Skylab Tapes, our resident audio expert. Okay, 
On to number six, a band that is helped defining the resurgence in Southern Rock, along with Blackberry Smoke, a band that has a little bit of soul, too, with a horn section on their music that they have. A band that's been around for a while. They just had the Firewater Fest out there in outside of Kansas City. The album is Tornillo, and the band is Whiskey Myers. Uh, really love this album. I've always been a huge Blackberry Smoke fan, and I really, I still am. And I've never really listened to Whiskey Myers all that much. And uh, obviously, I just mentioned I had a lot of free time, so I figured I'd really <laughs> into their catalog. Perfect time to do so. And enjoyed it. Love their music. Love the band. Like I said, it's got a little bit more soul, I think, than Blackberry Smoke does. Blackberry Smoke, I think, has probably got a little bit more blues than Whiskey Myers, but a great album nonetheless. Looking forward to seeing these guys live. They just did their Firewater Festival in Kansas City or outside of Kansas City that, from what I've heard, just got some great reviews. They also featured bands like Goodbye June, Goodbye June, um, Them Dirty Roses, Blackberry Smoke, and a lot of others too as well. So I hope that's going to be an annual thing. It sounds like it's going to be an annual thing. So can't wait to check that out next year. But get the album Tornillo, great album by Whiskey Myers. Some of my highlights on there, love John Wayne, love Antioch, uh, Whole World Gone Crazy, uh, Mission to Mars, and Heavy on Me are some of my favorite tracks on the album Tornillo by Whiskey Myers. That's my number six. That's a good pick. If that if that Firewater Festival becomes an annual thing, <clears throat> that might be a good middle-of-the-country Groove Council meetup, you know? I would think so, yeah. I would think so. Um, so my number six has been mentioned a few times on a couple of lists. Um, I imagine it'll be mentioned on a few more or one or two more. Um, is from a band from the UK. And I absolutely loved their 2020 album, Venus Skytrip. But I got on it late. I got on it like mid-2021. I think um, I think Rob or Turbo turned me onto it. Somebody turned me onto it, and uh, but it's Cyclona Palo Verde, just a a beast of an album. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a terrible way to describe it, but I I find it kind of like meaty, you know, <laughs> you know, um, but. It's funny. I, when I listen to music on my phone, like when I'm working out, I will, whenever I hear a song that I like or something like, I, I, I take a screenshot of it. And then after like a month or so, I go back in and I write down what songs I like. And I clearly listened to this album a bunch at the gym because I had about eight screenshots for Purple River and Jet Plane. <laughs> so those are obviously my two favorite songs on this, but, um, it is, it p- kind of picks up where, where the last album left off and it's, um, like good, heavy psych stoner rock, but, um, it's, it's, it's really enjoyable. And I have this awesome, weird piece of vinyl that's supposed to be hot pink and yellow galaxy, but I'm going to be really honest with you. It looks like somebody vomited and had a horrible internal infection. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't want that to take away from the awesome album and the awesome artwork for a second straight album, 
But uh, this album kicks ass. Palo Verde by Cyclona. If if that's your feel, if, if that's your thing, like psych rock, then definitely give this a listen to it's and certainly uh, is pretty popular within our group for, and, and, and for a really good reason. So, yeah, I got to check it out. I'm always uh, I always do uh, enjoy when there's stuff that multiple members of our group council pick. So I always got to look into that and, and uh, give it a listen. So thanks for that. Thanks for that recommendation. Thanks for that pick. Um, I do like your description of the vinyl. I think <laughs> that's going to be a new category moving forward. on like Bandcamp and other like the internal infection um, option for vinyl. Picks. We've got to have like an extra little hook in the episode. You know, it's not yeah. enough me making fun of you, you making fun of me, all the groove council member picks, but but what kind of infection-looking vinyl did you buy this quarter? <laughs> yes. Yes. Is it like a bladder infection? <laughs> infection? Like with different colors? I think you may have started something here. There we go. All right. On to the next member. We got Chris Preston at Rock at my at Rock These Tweets and My Rock and Roll Heaven. Great dude from Canada, from up north. And he's got his list in. Let's go over it. Number 10, Collective Soul, Vibrating. Number 9. Journey, Freedom. Number eight, Bastet, Awakening, fantastic EP from a great band in the UK. Number seven, Billy Idol, The Cage. I don't know if this is also produced by Butch Walker because I know he did the previous EP. So I'm oh, okay. That number six, Heat, Force Majeure. Number five, Ozzy, Patient Number Nine. Number four, Kings X, Three Sides of One. Number three, The Dead Daisies, Radiance. And he's got a comment here. And to think I was worried when John Karabi left the band, the perfect <laughs> and classic and modern rock. I think all we all were worried. Glenn Hughes sounds better than ever. And Doug Aldrich is on fire. What an underrated guitarist. Thank you, Chris. I agree with you. Number two, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Shake the Roots. Number two. <laughs> the biggest surprise on my list this quarter. Shouldn't be a surprise. Let's be honest. A style not normally in my wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. I love this raw and gritty blend of Southern rock, blues rock, classic rock, and even a little bit of country. Tyler Bryant and Shakedown, Shake the Roots, number two. And number one, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold. Best way I can describe this fantastic album, power and energy, chock full of killer riffs, and an 80s vibe that I love. Well... I agree with you, Chris, on a lot of that stuff and the Thunder Mother. And I can kind of get a little bit of 80s vibe here and there in the songs. There's a couple songs. But throughout the album, I would say it's more straight ahead rock and roll. Uh, like ACDC. Uh, like, You're going to have your turn to talk about this album. Come on. Yeah, I agree with everything. <laughs> except stop kind of labeling it in vibe. That's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. That's a that's a really good list. That might be my favorite list that Chris did, and, and all the lists that he's put out, or or, or the list where we have like really good crossover and stuff. Chris has a solid list. He's, he's, yeah, uh, he he done good. He done good. Hey, <laughs> all right. So the next album for me, my number five. We're getting into the the nitty gritty here. Wait, wait. We both have done five, and we don't have any in common. Dude, That's not a good sign. Well, 
That's interesting. We don't have any in common yet? Not yet. All right. So <laughs> my number five is Revival Black. Okay, and there we the go. <laughs> is under the Lights. Uh, pretty much to piggyback off your comments earlier, fantastic album. Really anticipated this. It was delayed a few times throughout the year on Eric Records. Um, but it delivers. It really does. And, of course, there is the high of enjoying the music and hearing it because it's such an incredible album. They did a fantastic job. And then there's the low of finding out that yep. the music that you connected with or the voice that you connected with is no longer in the band. And how will they retain this momentum? How will they keep the momentum moving forward? Are they going to go in a different direction with a different style of singer, same type of singer? You don't want the guy to sound exactly like, you know, your previous singer. Because I never really kind of dig that stuff and understand why bands do that. Uh, well, I understand why they do it. Right. I don't agree with why they do it. But this is um, this is fantastic. I mean, you know, the UK is putting out some of the great music here, great new music. Uh, you, know, you think of Stone Broken previous to this, and Massive Wagons has an album coming out soon, and Those Damn Crows and many others. So Revival Black solidifies themselves as really a heavy hitter on the new wave of rock, emerging rock scene in the UK. But where will they go after this? What yeah. will, what will happen? Um, will they continue on? Will they? Con- I mean, right now they've got replacement singers on some of their shows. Um, no one's been named per- a, a permanent member of the band yet. But they've got the number one album in the UK, or they did have the number one album. And to not be able to tour on this album with the singer, there's definitely got to be some internal issues that happen unbeknownst to us. But hopefully they can move forward and be just as successful. Great on Earache Records. I know this is at least the second number one album in the UK that they've had. The first one being Goodbye June earlier this year. Right, so, right. Congrats to Earache on uh, fantastic 2022 so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you had this on your list because it, it 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 is good enough and worthy enough to get both of us to talk about. And um it might have been higher on my list, or I'm probably it, it could have been, it should have been higher on my list, had there not been a shakeup. But that's that's a that's a big deal, yeah. you know that that completely changes the sound dynamic. Uh, and, and and we were we were lucky enough to see some videos tonight that that Terry sent us from from the festival, and um, the band sounds good, but it, it sounds different. So it, it it'll be interesting to see how. It sound they sound going forward, but uh, but that's a really good pick. It's a really good pick. Are they early, you know, enough, or is it early enough in their career where they can make this change seamlessly and continue on? That's sure. a really interesting question. But having such a strong album like this, and having a number one record, that that does create a a big mountain to climb for the band. So it's, a, it's an interesting question to ask, mm-hmm. and. I say, yeah, it is. It's early enough in their career where they can do this and move on and go forward. But I'm over here in Denver and I've not seen them. And I don't know if I'll ever get the opportunity to see them, but I'd be curious to see what, you know, someone in the UK who has seen them a bunch of times and who really liked the vibe and the sound that they had with Dan and see what they think. You know, it's, it's too, what, what, what I think here. And, and what someone who gets to see them are, are probably very different, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's definitely a question worth asking. 
For sure. All right. Who's next on our list? That is High Stick Mick at High Stick Mick, H I Stick Mick. Uh, Mike is a, uh, a wonderful guy, wonderful dude. Um, like a couple other members of the Groove Council, we do see each other quite frequently at live shows. I know he was just at the Maiden show that I was at earlier this week, as was Rob, as was Chris, another different Chris as well. So it's always uh, nice to have some brothers in arms during a live show or at a concert. So let's go over his list. Number 10, GA20, Crackdown. Glad he enjoyed it. Band from Boston. Number nine, De France, Long Live Rock and Roll from Arkansas. Have to check that out. Bad Luck Friday is number eight, band from the UK, the self-titled album. Number seven, Eventide, How Fair, How Far Down, good uh, album, San Diego, California. Number six, there it is again, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold, band from Sweden. Number five, Tyler Bryant, The Shakedown. Number five, <laughs> five, Break the Roots, fantastic, awesome record. Number four, Marcus King, Young Blood. From Nashville, number three, the EP, Desert of Talking Shadows. Masato just had them on the New Music Spotlight. Number two, Paralyzed, Heavy Road from Germany. And number one, which I really have to check out. I haven't had a chance to check out this album, Matt Mitchell and the Cold Hearts. The album is Mission. So that's on my things to do. Thanks again for the great list. Yeah, Mike, as always, a pleasure. And uh, again, follow him, High Stick Mick, at High Stick Mick on Twitter. Oh, it's my number five, right? Did we yeah. skip over? Yeah, that's all right. Five? That's all right. There's well, enough groovies. Maybe, maybe yeah. we should just keep that penalty for the low rankings for <laughs> Tyler Bryant. Uh, so my number five is um, is is the third installment of the trilogy from King Buffalo. It's a regenerator. Um, I think, I think this is their best. I mean, I'm new to King Buffalo within the last two years. That's how new I am to them. Um, I have all of their stuff and I think this is by far and away, uh, the best album. Well, maybe not by far and away, but this is my favorite album from them. Uh, the very last song firmament is, is the biggest highlight here, but, but the second song Mercury is really good. There's a, there's this, this thing. And I, I I wrote it down after listening to this album, like two or three times in a row. And I I wrote it down and I want to say it because it surprised me when I wrote it down before. But um, the thing that I love about this album is that it transfixes me. It lulls me in with this space, like expansive groove on every song. And then brings me back with the guitar on every song it's 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 kind of like a i'm gonna go over niagara falls in a barrel and then right as you're about to go over you just kind of like levitate you know and then it brings you back like every song is that way and and it's a fitting it's a it's a fitting um bookend on the trilogy uh i i absolutely love this album it's been getting a lot of play here over the last two weeks um so if you're a King Buffalo fan, you obviously have heard this. Hopefully you like it. But if you're not a King Buffalo fan, um, it's it's certainly something to to give a listen to. Awesome. 
I have to check them out. I have not really given given them a fair amount of time in terms of music. So I need to change that because you rave about them and a lot of other members of the group talk about them a lot. They've got some interesting image imagery on their album covers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So again, I gotta, I gotta give them a fair amount of time. This would have been uh, like their, their catalog would have been good for you over the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, like that would have been the, the, a good situation, you know? I will check it out. So yeah, you've mentioned it. I think a couple others have as well, but that one album they had with like the head and like the, it was just a freaky cover. I think it was Restlessness of burden. Yeah. 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 No, that's a freaky cover, but it's a really cool cover at the same time. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying is that yeah. that's a throwback to when, you know, we were younger, when you go to the record store, you'd see this cover. Like that would be an album that if you're thumbing through albums in a record store, and you come across that, you're like, whoa, <laughs> do, I, do I get this? I really wanted to get that Kiss album, but this looks really cool. Hmm. Well, Motley Crue is my number, my second choice, but I wonder, I wonder what this sounds like. Right. Yeah. It's like one of those albums that you do and uh, you listen to. All right. Let's go next member of the Groove Council. We got Chris at USA and Chris. And uh, great dude, another guy I see a lot at shows. Um, actually, he went to my old high school, graduated a few years before I did, which basically means older than me, uh, and I'm 47. So let's get into his list. Number, let's get into his honorable mentions first. Band called SOG, I want to say. I don't know if that stands for something, but it's S-A-H-G, and the album is House of Worship. Next honorable mention is Labica, self-titled. And number, or the next uh, third honorable mention is Of Kingdom and Crown. And the album is by Machine Head. He also provides a nice little spreadsheet, too, as well, for his <laughs> albums. So, My man. I know Chris likes that, as you can tell. So let's get into his top ten, Until the Money Runs Out by Max Saturn. Interesting pick. Um, I have yet to listen to a lot of their stuff, maybe a song or two, but they just opened up for Dirty Honey and Dorothy here in the Chicago area. Oh. Everyone that went to the show had great things to say about Max Satter. So oh, that means, right. Yeah, if that means anything to anybody, it's an album worth checking out. It's going to be added to my list, uh, but it's great to see it on Chris's list here too as well. Number nine, Magic. From Old Time Moonshine, number eight, Palo Verde, Cyclona. Another See? Yeah, it's another popping up there. Number seven, Black and Gold, Thunder Mother. Number six, In the Dark, Abrams. That's been on a few lists. Take All You Can by Freedom Hawk. Number five, number four, Radiance by the Dead Daisies. Number three, Empty Kingdom, Silent Monolith. Number two, Black Braid, one by Black Braid. And that's a, that's a really... That's a really, really good, interesting album that okay. people should give a listen to. Check it out. Number one, Loud Arriver by Sonia. So that's an interesting list. Again, he's kind of all over the place, too, kind of like Skylabs, where he's got some different stuff. I know he really likes the Harder Edge stuff. I know he's a big Slayer fan, but um, 
yeah, he's got some good stuff. I really need to check out that Max Saturn. That Palo Verde keeps popping up, so I got to check that out. And then, or the I'm Abrams. Sorry, sorry, you should check out Cyclona. Abrams too. Yeah, Cyclona. and then Abrams is the other one that uh, I do want to give a give a listen to. But good list for Chris. And thank you, Chris. Chris was cool enough to pick me up a um, a Dead Daisies CD at the show, the EP. So, Chris, thank you. That was very awesome of you. Fantastic. Hey, we're working together. Awesome. So let's get into my number four. And it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that this album ended up in my top five because I'm a huge Huge fan of the artist, one of my favorite artists of all time. In my opinion, one of the great songwriters of our generation and also one of the great live performers of our generation. And I always say this to people, that there are two different types of people in the world. There are no those that are Butch Walker fans and there are those that have never seen him live. Because once you see him live, you will understand why I'm so passionate about this artist. Another concept album, he's gone very conceptual over the last two albums with this album, 2022, Glenn, which was preceded by the album that he released last year called American Love Story. I love that album. Yeah, and that's an album that grew on me too. This is really a different album for Butch because... Because of the tone and the sound of it. He's always been a fantastic songwriter. He's always gone through different styles from album to album. And what I appreciate, and and some people may understand this, is as I get older, his music grows with me and continues to grow with me into what I'm into and what I'm listening to and what I need from my music. So, um, yeah, this album, you can hear Don Henley sing a few of these tracks. You can hear the Eagles sing a few of these tracks. Jackson Brown, he's really kind of focused on that mid to late 70s, early songwriter, singer-songwriter style. You know, yep. the, the, that type of vibe that a Don Henley or a Jackson Brown, in some cases, even a Bob Seger. And of course, the Eagles, the later period of the Eagles. He's really captured that in an interesting concept about a lounge singer, a club singer that's performing. And he's older and he's, you know, obviously the dreams of him making it big are gone. But, you know, he has these crowds every night that come see him play. And that's his definition of success. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of musicians in that type of you know, type of mode in their career. They're stuck in that, in that phase of their career. So he's really captured something on this album. Again, he's on tour right now. If you have a chance to go see him, it's literally 30 bucks and under to go see him. And you will be floored by, by his performance. I guarantee you, you will never see anyone have more joy performing on stage than Butch Walker. Great album, Glenn, great performer. Go see him on tour. That's my fourth pick. Nice pick. Nice pick. Um, do you want to do a groovy or you want me to jump to four? This, yeah, you jump to four. So much like the second quarter, my top four this quarter, I would 
all absolutely throw into album of the year categories or uh, contingent that that's how good these four are. And with that said, my three and four could be flip flopped just like Tyler, uh, Tyler Bryant and Marcus King. Um, and I feel bad cause I should at least my number four should be number three purely based on geography. But my number four is the badass album from Abrams in the dark. The guys from Denver. Um, that if I didn't get like come down with this funk, this sinus funk Saturday, I was hoping to talk a bunch of people into going to an Abrams show Saturday night. I was trying to steer some people downtown to watch football and then go to a show. And then I got fucked. Um, but this, this is like a desert alternative kind of grungy album. You know, it, it combines all three. Um, it's funny when I, when I always do these, you know, I have my spreadsheet and every time I listen, I'll at the gym, I'll, you know, take the picture or I, I write it down. This is one of the albums where I literally, when I went back and started looking at stuff, every single song I wrote down on my sheet. So every single one of these is a great song. Uh, but, but highlights for me are, are, um, like hell and death tripper, the first two. Um, but I really love, and these are awesome song titles, but body pillow and leather jacket, um, in the dark. And then the long black tar mountain near the end of the album. Um, there, there's just such a cool combination of sound with this band. Um, you hear a lot of nineties stuff. You, you hear a lot of, of desert or stony rock stuff, but, but it, they make it theirs. And, um, I have to say with my four and my five back to back, um, I have the awesome pleasure. Hopefully nothing comes up like some family bullshit, but <laughs> I have the, the opportunity. I have my ticket to see Abrams open for King Buffalo, uh, November 11th in Denver. I'm really hoping that everything works out and I get to see it. Cause I, this could just be a magical show. Um, really looking forward to it. I hope everyone out there gives this, this a shot. Uh, Abrams in the dark. It's on small stone records. Absolutely enjoyable. Could very easily be th- number three this quarter. And honestly could be a top five album at the end of the year. We'll have to see how it shakes out, but this is this and the other three ahead of it are damn near daily listens for me, <laughs> which is making it hard to get through new music. <laughs> with Abrams and King Buffalo, you're going to go check out that show. How are you going to get through that? Like without like just pissing yourself. I should wear a diaper. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I should wear a diaper. All right. So, so what have we learned here today? Don't stand near me at that show. <laughs> those are like your two, like, like those are two of your bands, man. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I, I have a lot of expectations that it's at a new, it's not at a new place, but it's a place I have not been to here in Denver. So, you know, I'm going to get the new venue and then these two bands. So really looking forward to it. Um, and I was really happy to see that, um, that Abrams was a really popular pick within our group. And I should say, Big shout out to Turbo for turning me on to them. Fucking, of course, it's Turbo. Um, Always Turbo. It is. It really is. So, Turbo, thank you. You know how much I love this album. 
um, I'll buy you a t-shirt at the show. Awesome. Now on to another group council member. She needs no introduction. She uh, really does a lot for New Rock. She is the current host on East London Radio of the Heavy Rock Show. She also, and Rock Radar, I should say. Oh, yeah, on the ERB, yeah. She's also now a new columnist for Emerging Rock, the great magazine, Emerging Rock magazine. Uh, She's based in London, and she is so passionate about new music and promoting new bands. Love her to death. She's just a, a, a great person as well. So I hope she's feeling better with her foot that uh, I think she had some surgery on or I think she sprained it or she something like that. Broke her foot. I broke believe. her foot. That's right. Yeah. So let's get into her list. Number 10, The Devil Wears Prada, Color Decay. Number nine, I Prevail by True Power. Number, I'm sorry, the album, the band. Let's do this again. Let's get into her <laughs> list. Number 10, The Devil Wears Prada. The album is Color Decay. Number nine, I Prevail. With the album True Power. Number eight, Fame on Fire. Welcome to the Chaos. A great band. I've had them on the uh, New Music Spotlight as well. Number seven, Farewell to Fear, Polarity. Number six, NTT Transition. Number five, Envision, self-titled album. Number four, Palisades, Reaching Hypercritical. Number three, Parkway Drive with the album Darker Still. Previous records haven't struck a chord with me, but this has. It's everything I want. In a metalcore album, dark, heavy music, thought-provoking lyrics, and some interesting surprises and nuances. Number two, Villain of the Story, Divided. Another hotly anticipated album and well worth the wait. I love the clean vocals and the heaviness in those riffs. Losing Control, Slaps, and Wrong is a beautiful song that gives me chills. This album speaks to me on so many deep levels or speaks to me so deeply on many levels i should say and number one silver cord auguries of ruin hopefully i'm pronouncing that right another hotly anticipated album this is icon this is a sonic delight and by far the most unique of all my picks will miles vocals and feral screeches feel like they're from another universe and for me this band is in the category all their own and special mentions are Alpha Mega Between Light and Show Volume One, Miss May, Miss May I, Curse of Existence, Blind Channel, Lifestyle of the Sick and Dangerous. And that is Kaz and her list. So check her out on Twitter at ELR Rocks, the Heavy Rock Show. Be on the lookout of Emerging Rock Band Magazine, which is a columnist there. And her show airs Friday and Sunday on East London Radio and Rock Radar, 7 p.m. alternate Thursdays on ERB Radio. And I believe if we're going Central Standard Time, she's six hours ahead of us, six or seven. Yep, she's seven ahead of me, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. she's six. So if you're trying to time it um, to listen to, um, that's what you need to do. But great follow, great, uh, great passionate soldier in uh in supporting emerging rock these days so so two quick things there one funny and one serious uh the series is completely unsolicited i didn't run this by you so i apologize if it's stepping out but if, if you listen to to your your 
new music spotlights and you listen to these quarterly shows and, and you listen to a lot of this music, you need to go out and get a subscription to ERB magazine. Cause that magazine is, is fantastic. It, it is just, it's everything that it used to be in the eighties, mm-hmm. but around new music. So quick advertisement for them. But the other, the funny thing is that between Kaz and, and the itch guys, like they're slowly dragging me into metalcore. It's not my thing. It's not my thing at all, but I hear, I hear the music on Kaz's radio shows and I hear the interviews and, and, and the episodes that the itch guys do. And it's my, my, my heart ice cube is, is slowly melting around the sides for metalcore. <laughs> it's been a challenge. Like I like fame on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a fantastic band. Um, my issues with metalcore. I'll just be honest and frank is the screaming uh, really turns me off the cookie monster screaming. I just, I just can't get into that. I need melody. Um, I need an approach. Uh, Is that your stripper's name? (laughs) And there's been some stuff too, about, you know, using tracks in, you know, in concert, I mean, we just had a band that had to con- cancel a show because their laptop didn't work. <laughs> I <right>. mean, <laughs> what are we doing? You know, I mean, if you can't get up and, and you're relying on a laptop to perform live, in my opinion, you're doing it wrong. You, you're, you're, you need to know your instrument. And if something like that happens it should be easy to overcome if you know your instrument. So that's my personal issues with metalcore because a lot of bands do that. So there's some that I love. There's some that I enjoy. I love fam on fire. Absolutely. But there's some, I would say probably the majority that lose me with the screaming. First of all, that's the first thing that kind of, you know, I, I push back against it's just not me. I mean, that, I mean, and, and I understand why people love it, right? That's to each their own. But for me, I just, you know, I can handle like a screaming, like an ACDC song or like an Aerosmith song. Fine. But when it becomes like, it sounds like the microphone's halfway down your esophagus, just not, <laughs> just not into that. And then of course I will always have an issue, whether it's a metalcore band, whether it's a rock band that uses tracks in a live show i understand if it's a sound effect you know or or it's something that you know you you can't duplicate a sound like a special effect i get that i understand if you want to have a keyboard because you're not touring with a keyboard player that's fine but when it comes to the instruments and it comes to the vocals i'm not going to mention the band's name but i saw a band this summer that is not a metalcore band that is a legacy rock band. And everything, I would say 85% of what you were hearing at the show was tracked. And it's disappointing. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, I just hope, I hope that you're, you're completely telling me who this is when this episode is over. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's it's disappointing as we get further and further away. And I know it's partially the audience fault too, because there's some people 
you know, in the audience that wants to hear exactly what the album sounds like. To me, that's not the essence of live music. The essence of live music is the. I get that though. Uh, well, but again, the the essence of live music is yes, you want to hear the band perform and do the songs well. I I, I, I get that. Blacktop yeah. Mojo sounds perfect. Blackberry Smoke sounds perfect. But there's some mistakes in there. There's some stuff that's going out on the edge and and trying to come back and right. swing that back. And you don't get that if you're, you're you're tracking your music. That's one of the things that you're not doing a service to your fans because your fans, I mean, when you listen to the old Led Zeppelin stuff, you hear that, you, know, you hear Bonham. Like, listen, it, anyone listening, go listen to, on YouTube, live 1977 at the LA Forum, listen to Song Remains the Same, and listen to Bonham and the intro of that song with the fills he's doing. And you will ask yourself why you're listening to that. Like, dude, how's he going to come back in on beat? He's so far out there on the edge. And I don't know how he does it. He swings it right back on time to go into the song. It's, but you can't do that if you're tracking your music. You don't get that excitement. So I've grandstanded enough. <laughs> it. um, not just metalcore. Let's, let's be fair. The screaming, yes, that's metalcore. But the track, it's not just metalcore. It's a lot of bands that are out there doing it, and it's disappointing. So let's move on. All right, what do you got at number three? I mean, I know your final three. I just don't know the order. Do you? I do. You do? I do. You sure? Positive. Okay. Number three uh, is an album that we've talked about briefly or before. And again, um, just a fantastic album. I say fantastic a lot, I know. But when you have great quality music, it's a great word to use. And this is a guy that... <laughs> I was gonna go. I was gonna go see this artist prior to the pandemic. Gary Clark Jr. was on the bill that was headlined by the Black Keys, and Marcus King was on this bill. And I don't know if they'll ever attempt to put it together again. But I fell fell in love with this artist with his 2018 album Carolina Confessions, and his new album Young Blood is fan is awesome. I'm so happy you like it. it yeah. I'm so happy. I the first couple times I heard it, I knew you were gonna love this album. Yeah, it's easy to love. Yeah, my favorite song is the last track, "Blues Worse Than I Ever Had." Yep, I fucking love that tune. Uh, Dark Cloud is great. I love the the first track. It's too late. Pain is a great. I mean, there's not a big mm-hmm. album. And I agree with you. My top three are very interchangeable and could pass up one another yep. as we get closer to the year-end list or when we do the year-end list. But it is a, a great record. Again, Marcus King, the album is Young Blood. So check it out. Great pick. Great, great pick. Um, do you want me to run the three or are we going on a groovy? Yeah, let's do... Let's do um, Let's see here. Who do we got? Oh, we got Fossil Man. My man. From Oklahoma, who's loaded on tequila right now. Loaded on tequila, <laughs> ready to watch Oklahoma, Texas tomorrow. This is we're recording this on a Friday, so it's not gonna air till Monday. But I told Chris today that one of the joys that I have, because we started a side football chat for our group and Hearing or reading 
Fossil Man's quotes on football have become <laughs> must read every day because it's just fantastic. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just awesome. So let's get into his list. Uh, number 10, Talis, 1985. By the way, one of the nicest guys, too, that, that is out there. A genuine sweetheart of a man. Yep. Um, nine, Troy Redfern, The Wings of Salvation. Got to check out. I got on that late. That's a great album. Okay. Yeah. Number eight, Shiraz Lane, Forgotten Shades of Life. Number seven, Super Vintage, Guardians of Tradition. Second time I think that's been on the list. Number six, yep. Freedom Hawk, Take All You Can. Number five, <laughs> Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown, Shake the Roots. Anyone that's had Tyler Bryant listed so far, it's all been higher than Chris. <laughs> Number four, King Buffalo, Regenerator. Number three, Nordic Union, Animalistic. Number two, Dead City Ruins. Third time that's been, including my list. And number one, Girls from Sweden, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold, great record. So great list from Fossil Man. Yep. And I'm going to attempt to give you his Twitter feed. It is, um, <laughs> I'm going to spell it because I don't know how to pronounce it. It's at P-A-C-H-Y-R-H-I-Z-O-D-U-S. Again, P-A-C-H-Y-R-H-I-Z-O-D-U-S. Give him a follow. Great dude. His head's like the most extensive rock and roll t-shirt collection this side of the galaxy. So uh, great list from Fossil Man. Okay. So my number three is the other album that I don't have a physical copy of. So in the event that this band hears this, boys, CDs, vinyl, I don't care. But I fucking love your album because it just hits this this spot. It is, it's grunge, it's alternative, it's stoner, maybe some little desert influence. I don't know. But Mazoa's Dunes of Mars is fucking Great. It's great. I listened to it twice before we, we did this episode. Um, it is an absolute album of the year candidate for me. Um, thank you, Rich, for turning me on to them. Uh, they're, it's a band out of California. Uh, this is their second album. Uh, again, grungy fuzz. It's, and, and it works really well, ironically enough, with Abrams. They're, they're, they're two kind of similar albums. So if you, if you give one of these albums to listen to, definitely give the other one. But, um, the, the, the title track, Dunes of Mars is the second song. Um, and it's, it, it's awesome. Where'd you go is the first song. Um, the first three songs on this album are absolutely killer. The last three songs in this album are absolutely killer. And then there's one in the middle that has one of the best song titles I've ever heard in my life. Um, it's called Mazoan Hammer Hurler. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're going to name a song like that, you got to back it up and these guys back it up. So if you're, if you're into, you know, alternative and grunge and stoner rock, this is an album that you have to listen to. I love it. 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 And it's at three. It's at three. 
So as as bad as I do feel for putting Tyler Bryan at eight, I have to be honest. For me, this 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 grungy stoner mix really works for me. I mean, I'm not getting I'm not getting any more Van Halen albums. I, I'm not getting any more Led Zeppelin albums. I have my fingers crossed to get a new Alice in Chains album next year. We got a new ACDC album. Like my, my wheelhouse is starting to run dry and, and these guys can kind of hit where I'm going now. Maybe it's fucking great. And I hope everyone How do you spell listens the name to of the this. M E Z Z O A. Okay. Uh, Dunes of Mars. Just listen to the first three songs. That's it. That's all I'm asking you to do. If you guys don't like the first three songs, then just go put on Abrams and listen to that album. But I, I feel like. 60% of you are going to listen to this and really enjoy it. And I, and I hope so. So Mazoa dunes of Mars, my number three, we move on to the groove council and we've got rich from fuzz doom rip I believe his Twitter handle is again, huge, huge monster truck fan. Very huge. huge. Like probably the biggest <laughs> monster truck fan that I know loves their new album. Loves the new album. Yeah. I mean, the guy won't stop raving about it. We actually had to put him on mute on the group because <laughs> he just wouldn't stop talking about it. And um, then he got Jason yeah. all hopped up on it. <laughs> Jason is like to country living. He's ready to move out to the farms. With, uh, the farms of Ontario. <laughs> yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But let's get into Rich's list. And uh, he starts off by saying he followed the rules. Thank you very much, Rich. Um, we know of one member that has difficulty and likes to challenge the rules, and I won't mention their name. But um, within the group, internally, we'll keep it. We'll keep it in house. We'll just do that. Number ten, Talus, nineteen eighty-five. Number nine, Kings X, Three Sides of One. Number eight, Sons of Ericus, Volume One. Number seven, Early Moods, self-titled album. Number six, Clutch, Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. Number five, King Buffalo, Regenerator. Another list for them. Abrams, In the Dark. Cyclona by Palo Verde. Those three albums have really been mentioned a lot. Number two, CB3, Exploration. And number one, I know it took a while for Rich to really come around on this album. And <laughs> I know he really wasn't sure about it. <laughs> And uh, I think I think you can say the album has grown on him <laughs> because, yeah, I, I'm surprised this is his number one. I never would have guessed it. Never would have guessed this album would have been his number one. And that is Freedom Hawk, Take All You Can. When he announces it as, this is my album of the year. <laughs> yes, yes. Never would have thought. But great list for Rich. Fantastic. And uh, let's get into one more list here, and let's get into Christy and Eagle. Christy and Eagle, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> Do you want to be honest? <laughs> she, needs to she will kick your ass. Because <laughs> you know? she's like putting stuff, you know, that was released in January, and we've got to go back to her. So let's uh, we. Let's get our shit together for next quarter, Christy. Right? Christy and Eagle, big music fan. Yeah. She just doesn't calendar it. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she does not really jot things down, you know, in terms of calendar. 
So let's get into her stuff here. Young the Giant, Act 2. Number 9, Milk, the King and Queen of Gasoline. Number 8, I Prevail, the Power. Number 9, The Interrupters in the Wild. Number 6, The Amazons, How Will I Know? No, that's not a Whitney Houston cover. Number 5, number 5. Tyler Bryant, The Shakedown, Shake (laughs) the Roots. Number four, The Black Angels, Wilderness of Mirrors. Number three, Marcus Marcus King, Youngblood. Number two, Desert of Talking Shadows, Masato. And number one, Freedom Hawk, Take All You Can. Great list for Christy. Awesome. Good list, Christy. Good list. All right. And let's get back into mine. We're going to hit number two. This is really where it gets difficult because... Again, the top three are very interchangeable. The top two were very difficult because it's such, they're both fantastic albums. Um, I can't say enough about this album. The guitar playing on this record between the both guitarists is some of the greatest guitar playing that I've heard on an album in over a decade. It is fantastic. It's powerful. It is, for for people that say there's no more rock or guitar heroes, got to listen to this album. And the album's called Shake the Roots. And the band is Tyler Bryant in The Shakedown. The album is just explosive. It's got so many different elements and layers on on within every song you know the, the first song starts and you hear spoons and forks being slapped in the background on bare bones ghost rider of course very popular song hard learned off the rails we mentioned tennessee my favorite track on this album is sunday no show yeah fucking love that that's tune. a good one yeah it's a great tune but i can't wait i think he's coming to reggie's Rock House in Chicago in November. So I can't wait to check him out. He always puts on a great show. One of the great performers of the emerging rock scene. I don't know if you can really put him in the emerging rock scene anymore because he's been around for like 10 years. He's kind of reached that plateau of like Rival Sons and Blackberry Smoke where they've been around. They're still considered new by a lot of people, but they've been around for, or he's been around for a long time. They've been around for a long time. So I guess you- this is what his his third or fourth album, and he's got a couple of EPs, right? So he, I mean, he's putting music out. Yeah. yeah. How many albums does he have? That's a great question. Um, I can, I'm in sure. my mind, I I can see three albums. He's got and, Shake the Roots. Yeah. And he's got Pressure. Pressure. And then, and then before then that was Truth that weird Lies. cover. Um, yeah. That Truth I can't. Lies? Or yeah. no, Truth and Lies. No, that's it. Yeah. Truth, and there's one before it, so that's four albums. Yeah, and then there was a Tyler Bryant self-titled album, right? And I think there was some. No, the the Wayside was an EP, but that's got yep. six songs on it. Uh, Wild Child was an album that I think was his first. So yeah, he's got. I mean, he's been around since 2013, so ten years, and just a fantastic player, um, fantastic band. He really does have a great drummer. Right, right. The drummer's Caleb Crosby. Brad Whitford's son, Graham Whitford, is the other guitar player who plays a lot of leads, too, as well. 
this is a band you got to see live. Go check them out. Go check out their website. Um, I would love to see Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown live. I they they seem like they would. They have a lot of energetic songs, and then they've got a, a a lot of like songs from the soul. But like, I imagine that translates into a really great energy on stage. You know? Yeah. No. I mean, the, it's fantastic. It really is. Um, we didn't get lists from New Classic Rock in North America, and let's go to another member of the groove council and that's the itch rock radio and podcast one of my favorite podcasts out there they've been on the show i've had the pleasure of meeting aaron they're based out of st louis i think aaron here is local here in chicago as well uh great new episode they just released with eva under fire Love that was that. a good episode yeah it was a great episode yeah i really dig in her music and i gotta have her on because she um she was great and they do a great job whenever they interview someone have someone on so that is a podcast that if you're looking for something else to listen to uh besides the hook rocks go check them out they're they're uh, a great group of guys and casey dan and aaron do a wonderful job so and again what i really like about them is i know my gener- generation of music and know what i was into and they are direct follow of what came next yep their 80s and early 90s music flamed out they are really where uh, they kind of pick up and continue on after that. So they have that perspective, which I really do appreciate. So let's get into their top 10 for the itch rock and radio podcast. Number 10, false heads, sick moon. Number nine, dub war Westgate under fire. Number eight, Russian circles, gnosis. Number seven, Nick Palma helix. Number six, mama household name. Number five, Kid Kid Capici. Here's what you could have won. Number four, Sick Joy. We're all going to fucking die. Number three, Eva Under Fire, Love, Drugs, and Misery. Number two, Blind Channel, Lifestyles of the Sick and Dangerous. And number one, The Hue, which I know a few people who have really enjoyed that band, Rumble of Thunder. So great list to or from, uh, from the Itch Rock and Radio podcast. So check out those bands. Again, a great perspective, great podcast. Check them out. Follow them on Twitter at the Itch Rocks. That Eva Under Fire album is good, and so is that Nick Palma, that Helix album. That's really good. That is right up my alley. Yeah, that's good stuff. Nice. All right, time to get into uh, my number one. Well, I got to do my number two, you greedy oh, bastard. Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we can just skip it. I mean, it's not, it's, 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 it's only an album of the year candidate for me. Well, let's just throw, throw What are we doing here? We're not ranking albums, are we? Come on. <laughs> um, my number two is one that's been, you've mentioned, and I feel like four or five or six other people mentioned. It's the awesomeness from Freedom Hawk. It's take all you can. And um, Ripple was cool enough to send this out early. So I, I think I got this on like a Monday and it was going to release on Friday. And I, I remember <clears throat> Rich had been telling me that I would love it. He's like, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And I'm thinking, well, no shit, I'm going to love it. Cause 
Beast Remains was my favorite album from 2018. But okay, cool. I'm going to love it. And I remember putting it on. And I got to the end of Side A and I messaged him and all I said was, holy shit, I love this. <laughs> um, but, but you know, piggybacking on what you've said, and, and it's obviously on a lot of people's lists, so it, it's, it's, it's clearly awesome. I, I would just say that my, my three favorite songs are the, – the, the best is We All Need Rock and Roll. I know a lot of people are going to like a lot of other songs on the album, but that is, that is clearly the best song on there. Um, I love from the inside out. It is the ultimate non cheesy maiden maiden song by another band. It is awesome. Um, and then I love the, the Aussie feel to the vocals on coming home. I, I think it's great. Um, but I also think that, that for this Freedom Hawk album, this is a really approachable album for them. I, I, I've gone back since Beast Remains and, and I love their discography, but uh, this one kind of, it, it's a little, I don't want to say popular sounding, but I mean, it, it, it definitely has a sound that I think will reach a lot more people. But is that uh, what you mean when you say approachable? Yeah. Yeah. Uh this is awesome. Uh this is this is a clear cut album of the year candidate for me. Um and the only reason why it's not number one is because I mean, come on, what are we talking about here? I, I listened to that other album, the, the number one album, about seventy thousand times and there are issues there. Um but this Freedom Hawk album, it, it might jump my number one when we come to the end of the year. I mean that that that's how good this is and, and I always love it when we get to the top of our lists and, and we see that a lot of other people had them. We like, it kind of gives you this little like justification, like, okay, I'm not a dumbass. I mean, I'm a dumbass, but I'm not that big of a dumbass. So I kind of know what I'm talking about. So, uh, my number two is, is, is freedom Hawk, uh, take all you can. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin a surprise or steal your thunder or anything, but we should probably just do, Jason's list and then just just knock out number one together, right? I mean, come on. I think that's a great idea because I think it's going to be the same one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jason from one of our, he is our newest member from All Things Blues and Southern. Um, I think this is Jason. I don't know if this is also a collaborative one with Brian, um, Joe, but let's get into his list. Number 10, Scorpions, Rock Believer. Number nine. No, 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 no. That's a first quarter album. Jason, what the fuck are we doing here? Did he make a correction? Uh, hold on. Uh, he did not. <laughs> Jason. Dude, come on, man. Flag on the play. Seriously. First list. Absolute failure, dude. Absolute failure. We're going to fill have that with monster call. truck. <laughs> We're going to have to have a conference. I know you've been preoccupied with your love of country living and monster truck, but like Christy, got to get your shit together, dude. Get your <laughs> together. All right. Let's move on to number nine, the Foxies. Who are you now? Who were you then? That's an album that I really enjoyed too, as well. Um, that's an album that'll be on my honorable mentions as I get to them here shortly, but 
really loved um, the Foxies. It's kind of like the other side of the coin of the Mysterines. Um, with it's like it's got that grungy feel, but without the angst. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good description. Yeah. Number eight, DeFrance, Long Live Rock and Roll. Number seven, Megadeth, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. Number six, Whiskey Myers, Tornillo. Number five, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold. Number four, King's X, Three Sides of One. Number three, GA20, Crackdown. It's been on a few of our lists. Number two, Marcus King, Youngblood. And number one, number one, Chris, Tyler Bryant and The Shakedown, Shake the Roots. Certainly not number seven. Great list, Jason. Welcome aboard. Get your shit together. And, uh, man, enjoy that Monster Truck album that you have just been raving about all week. So uh, you and you and Rich, two peas in a pod. Like You guys are like, you guys are like ice cream and chocolate syrup, like <laughs> and a runny nose. You guys are just absolutely... Have just bonded immediately. The love you have for each other is based on Monster Truck Country Living. So, congrats to both of you on that. So, um, yeah. You want to so do honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Let's yeah. Let's go into them. What do you got? Honorable mentions now, really quick. Um, I'm gonna go through mine. Like I said, the Foxies that Jason just mentioned is a great album. Um, Desert of Talking Shadows, Masato, a great EP. Anthony Gomes, High Voltage Blues. Love the EP by Bastet. So check that out as well. I think that's called Awakening. Um, just four great songs. Love what, what they do. Love what the band does. Um, definitely something that you need to to listen to very uh, layered in texture uh, and just a sensualness, a sexiness to the music. She's been on the new music spotlight and uh, yeah, go check that out. So those are my honorable mentions. What about you? Did, did you just say sexiness? Look, yeah. look at, look at your screen right now. See, do you see what those two people right there? There's no sexiness in this podcast right now. This would never be a word that will be used to define either one of us. Um, more like just more like arthritis, right? Broken, broken, broken. broken. More, more achy. Uh, achy. My uh, achy. Yeah, my honorable mentions. Obviously, the Dead Daisies, uh, Radiance. I, I know it came out last week. It somehow ended up in my email box or my computer a few weeks early. So I got some extra listens in. It's fantastic. Um, Kalpa by Maxoma turbo had it on his list. It's, it's ridiculously good desert rock with crazy vocals, crazy good vocals. Um, Phantasm shadow work. It's got a young, a band. Um, when you first play it, it's got a rage against the machine feel, but then they kind of, get to their own sound. That was really good. My sleeping karma, a desert rock instrumental, um, which I listened to <laughs> in my pre-op stuff. <laughs> so that always have a special place in my heart. And then, um, my, my infatuation with the crazy Canadians, 
in their crazy named EP, Conflicting Opinions on Mold and Bacteria. What the actual fuck is that? But that's it's it's the EP from King Bull called Conflicting Opinions on Mold and yeah, Bacteria. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I you know I love they, and I love those guys, but they are taking a page out of the Ramones. <laughs> handbook no song over three minutes yeah yeah no that's i mean five songs 13 minutes total i mean yeah but they they nailed that rock punk vibe so well and there's something about their riffs and the vocals that just absolutely work for me i hope we get some more soon i know i don't i know it's greedy to say that (laughs) you know but um those are my honorable mentions dead daisies king bull mexoma my sleeping karma and phantasm nice nice list man nice overall list um a little low on the tyler bryant but we'll work on that (laughs) all right i think we got the same number one Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. happens from now and now and uh now and then and I will start just by saying that I'm so happy for this band. Yep. Because they followed up Heatwave with a fantastic album, Black and Gold. Yep. And what I like about this is as they keep growing in their career, their songwriting gets better. Um, the synergy within the groups gets gets better. You can tell by the songs. And they got on a big U.S. tour with the Scorpions. Originally, the Scorpions of White Snake. White Snake pulled out, but was so awesome. And I've banged the drum on this on a few recent episodes because I'm so happy a legacy artist like the Scorpions took them out, first of all. Yeah. Because let's face it, if a promoter was putting this bill together thunder mother would not be on the bill scorpions i believe stepped up and got them on the bill and then when white snake left because of david coverdale's upper respiratory issue instead of replacing it with another band from that era they gave thunder mother over an hour set they played 11 songs when i saw them outside of chicago happy to see that that is so important for the new emerging rock scene because as these bands, as these legacy artists back when we were younger, took these young bands out, it doesn't happen as often, rarely happens these days, and it should happen all the time, but it just doesn't. So I'm happy that Scorpions did that, and I'm happy that Scorpions gave them the time, the extra time that White Snake couldn't fulfill. And the other thing that's really great is when I saw them in Chicago, they played to about a 95% capacity crowd mm-hmm. of 10,000. So it was about 16 to 17,000 people they played for. Yep. Another great opportunity for them. So I'm happy for this band. Gernika has been a friend of the show. Fantastic live. She's the real deal. The band is the real deal in terms of the music, the rawness. Just, I hope they keep it going. I hope they make it back to the U.S. and do maybe like a smaller club you know, seeing maybe hook up with another band from Europe to come together to kind of offset the cost with, you know, because it is expensive, especially with inflation and everything going on. But I'm so happy I got to see them. I'm so happy this album is so great. Uh, I This album sat in my car for about two weeks, of two, three weeks of just nonstop listening. I, I will say the first, I also saw the show 
last week, week before. And first and foremost, the fucking scorpions rock. They always rock. Yeah. Some of those guys are in their mid seventies. They have no business sounding that awesome. I, I was so impressed with the scorpions. Yeah. But, I just, just well done, Scorpions. Like I echo everything you said about what they did to keep the to keep Thunder Mother on and give them a longer set time and everything. But I, I don't want it to go unmentioned that how awesome they they were. Uh, number two, as probably most people on Twitter know, and people, everyone in our group know. I am clearly biased. Okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm blatantly in love with Guernica. So, you know, take, take what I have to say with a grain of salt, but um, breaking news, everybody. Yeah. Breaking news. Uh, they sounded great. Weren't they? They were just, and, and awesome. Denver was, was just like Chicago. I mean, 90, 95% filled, um, for their set and they got such a great reception and, and I'm so happy to have seen them. I am really jealous of the people of Cleveland because they did a small set where Bessemer Saints opened in a tiny club in Cleveland in between shows. Bessemer Saints, okay. a Cleveland band. Um, and, and they, the Bessemer Saints posted pictures of that gig and it's just this tiny club. And I was just so jealous. <laughs> that, that must have been an awesome experience. But, um, the one thing that stuck out to me on top of Granica's vocals, which clearly take the cake for me, this is a really riffy album. There are some, there's just some great guitar work on this album. Um, but I, uh, echoing on what, what Chris Preston said, there's some great eighties esque vocal performances on here. I mean, my, my, my favorite song bar none is, is, I don't know you. Oh yeah. Easily, yeah. easily I mean, without it's, doubt. It's, yeah. It's very Bon Jovi-esque. It's damn you motherfucker. Son of a bitch. Um, it's not Bon Jovi-esque. It is better. Than <laughs> bastards. Um, but I, I can see where Chris, I can see where Chris gets like the eighties yeah. kind of feel to the vocals. Yes, that one definitely does have it. Definitely Bon Jovi. Um, that that is by far and away my favorite song, but yeah, it I sounds just like Bon Jovi. <laughs> if I could punch my laptop, I totally would right now. Um, but I, I will say, I this I, I feel like this builds on on uh, Heatwave. My I think the best song on here, and I, I had a a very good back and forth with someone on Twitter, and honestly, I wish. It was good hearted and I wish I could remember who it was right now because I would, I would mention their name, but they said that, that they're, they loved the album and their least favorite song was borrowed time. And I think borrowed time is actually the best song in the album. Uh, Cause I think it, the whole point of this song is, is it treats the album as the live performance. Right. And, and she, she's basically selling, I, I, I sold everything for you. I, I, I gave you everything I got and I just don't know if it's good enough. And she explains that it's such a fantastic song and completely different than what they've put out in the last two albums. Um, really good. Uh, 
don't know. Hot mess. I love the bluesiness of hot mess. Mm-hmm. Um, again, being greedy, but I want another album from them and I want them to come back. <laughs> I saw them two weeks ago. I, I want them to come back next week. Yeah. <laughs> and I want it to be a, a small club. And I, yeah. Yeah. I'm really bummed. I, I, I was not able to stick around for the meet and greet and autograph thing. Um, I, I had to get out of there before a lot of people came to expedite my, <laughs> my leaving. But, um, this is an album that, that found its way to my computer very early on. So I got it significantly before it was released. And I'm not lying when I say I, I probably have 50 listens into <laughs> this album. That's how much I love it. It's definitely an album of the year contender. And, these girls kick ass. They kick ass. They do. They really do. They, they, yeah. Um, there's, I mean, I've talked so much about the band Thunder Mother. I've talked a lot about the, the show that I've saw. I've done an album review, a concert review. They are definitely, they have definitely solidified themselves as, a top 10 band in the emerging rock scene without a doubt because bands that are from Sweden that are in the new emerging rock scene don't get to America very often. And the fact that they were able to do this and put this together, I think the tour is over this week. Um, is just remarkable. And I hope they, they keep the momentum going here in America. And I think they hope they keep them when I'm going with their music. Two solid albums. I'm not, I, I, the album previous to Heat Wave, I'm not too familiar with, but Heat Wave and this one, I think this one's so much rich in texture and layers and songwriting. Not the Heat Wave was my number, was in my top five too, as well. For my number two, two. Yeah. yeah. I think it was your number three and my number yeah. two or something like that. Yeah. So again, just a great job by the band and continued success and continued, you know, motivation for them to, you know, to grab an audience and keep growing an audience because it's so important. And like I said, bands from that part of the world don't get over here very often. And I'm glad that they did. I'm got, I got the vinyl, I got the t-shirt, I got the CD. Awesome. I, I will say, I have, I have one beef. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. But, you know, I'm an asshole. So, um, Side A ends on Watch Out. Yeah. Side B starts with I Don't Know You. Mm-hmm. Those are my two favorite songs. And when you listen to it on the CD... And when I listen to it on the computer, they seamlessly roll together. And my favorite part of this album is the end of Watch Out when Granique gives the little whisper, you know. Mm-hmm. And I get the whisper on the record, and then I got to, like, get up, hop over there, flip it over well, before I hear my favorite we're, song. We're at the part of the show where he's <laughs> describing his laziness. Um, yeah. <laughs> And the other thing that they, the reason why they do that is they want you, as you get up to change the record and flip it over, they want you to contemplate what you just heard. They want you to absorb it before you move on. So that's why they do it. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, this is great. Uh, the last two albums have been 
absolutely sensational. So, yeah. uh, Thunder Mother, go check them Thunder out. Mother. Go check out the album, Black and Gold. Hey, man, it's been a blast. It's been awesome. Wrapping up quarter three, we are on to quarter four, which I think is just going to be a, a difficult one, too, as well. So I think there's some great albums coming out here over the next few months. Some that we're kind of uncertain whether they're going to come out this quarter or the first quarter next year. But there's going to be a lot of music to rave about. I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah, hopefully it won't be. Uh, it won't be. It, it seems to be like a like what we, what we see coming out seems to be fairly well. Like yeah. I remember you and I and a lot of other people were talking about at the start of of quarter three. We're like, hmm kind of a slow quarter and then you look back and you go we're we're dumb <laughs> quarter three was quarter three for the third straight year is is clearly the that's that's the tough one so uh, yeah i mean just a fantastic i mean the year did start out kind of slow it's definitely picked up but and if you look at the if you look at the forecast for the either the final quarter into next year there's a lot of music that's coming and a lot of bands that we haven't heard from since before the pandemic in terms of new releases that are going to be releasing some stuff. And when you look at the window, because bands need to put out stuff, everyone that released an album in 2021 is due for a new album in 2023. Now, will that all happen in 2023? It's yet to be yet to be seen, but if we're on that two year schedule, which most fans don't want to go beyond, right? There's going to be a lot of stuff. I mean, Mammoth is already pre tracking his album. You could probably expect something from Blackberry Smoke. Rival Sons is a big question mark. Is it going to be this year, next year? Yeah, that's the one, right? For the fourth quarter, is that? Yeah. What's yeah, the deal with that? Yeah, Joyous Wolf, um, Spring. It looks like so. Uh, expect that. And yeah, South of Eden. Who the fuck knows? It's disappointing. I and I, I know I I know what the issue is. Um, a lot of new bands go through this, and they're dealing with some stuff right now. So um, I don't. I mean, I haven't been told that or been confirmed that, but based on what happens to a lot of bands in their position. Keep your fingers crossed for those guys because hopefully they'll at least release something soon. But get the struts who haven't released anything since the fourth quarter in 2020. Uh, just a whole bunch of stuff, man. It's going to be fun last quarter and fun next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be expensive. Very expensive. <laughs> it's going to be expensive, but worth it, but worth it. But uh, always worth hey, it. Man, this is fun. This is, this was really fun. Uh, uh, I always love doing this. I'm, I'm, I am absolutely looking forward to the ridiculous marathon recording session. That is the end of December where you and I talk for like 20 fucking hours over three days to do the fourth quarter and the year end. Um, I become closer to Chris than his, than his wife at times. So, but Hey, thank you. Thanks to the groove council. Appreciate it. Yeah. Your list. And thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Go check out some of these albums and uh, enjoy. That's the whole point. This has been another episode of The Hook Rocks. I'm Jay Scott. Take care of each other. We will talk soon. Thank you.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 